Now, don't go away, because next on CBS Radio's Comedy Time are those two zany characters of many characters, Bob and Ray. And now, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. Would you mind if we said hello to everybody before we get into any discussion with you? Oh, I'm sorry. I hope I uh, didn't put... No, that's all right. We'll get to it in just a second. No, we weren't really correcting us. We should uh, watch it from here out. Uh, Good evening, everyone. How are you, dear friends? Now, what were you saying? I was saying that all my friends and relatives are listening. I wonder if I could tonight play Jealousy at the huge Bob and Ray studio console. Ray, we got a uh, very tight schedule tonight. Let me look down here. Uh, anyway. Well, it is my aunt, my uncle, mm-hmm. and my cousins, and my old lady. Mm-hmm. And the Lord and some friends, so there must be about ten people around. All right. Small well, little table radio. I was just looking at the schedule, and I think we do ten have a few people around a small table radio. Oh, you don't have to translate for me. Uh, what do you say? I said we. I was looking at the schedule, and we have a little uh, slack time here. So why don't you go over, and maybe we'll hear the whole. Rendition. I'm going to do it, Mom. Oh, don't don't say don't talk you directly. Can't give personal messages like that. No, that's not. All right. Just go over the organ and uh, here, ladies and gentlemen. Jealousy, Bob. Give it a minute. Here, going to tape it. Some oh, of they, uh, are going to tape it. Okay. Well, I think they're going to enjoy this as well as all of us here. Grace, will we step out while he does? Sure. Uh, Webley Webster at the console with jealousy. Secretary Lizzie Outland will be talking about the goings-on in Big Town, USA, here on Up in the Morning with Witch. Liz, what's new? Ed, I hear the Indian playboy, Ramat Singh, is back in town, scattering money around like water. Yes, he's a real Maharaj jerk. 
He should read what Mr. B. Franklin had to say about exceeding one's income, etc., etc., etc. Are the rumors true about Happy Delmonico, the famous comedian, causing dissension backstage? Yes, this TDT he has his Diddy associates worried about his late arrivals at the studio and his constant refusals to leave the backstage area in order to him see his own show while it's in progress, from great to ingrate. Ed, I hear the Marvin Strobels are expecting their tenth child soon. Is that true? Yes, they certainly keep the sparks flying. Mrs. Strobel is former Corin knockout, the beautiful Joan Storm. And, Ed, is it true that you've been barred from another night spot? Yes, and I won't even mention the club owner's name. Let's just say he's Distrodius and forget the item. Ed, there's a man out west who does the same sort of thing you do on radio. Have you heard about him? Yes, and I have a message for him, Liz. Mr. Microphony. While you're taking Bravo K's for your broadcast, remember this. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And now last week, I came down with a virus. Think you can do the same, Mr. Copy Fathead? Is the Al Rockwell, Alma Libby romance off again, Ed? Yes, they're doing their separatees at separate tables. And I hear the Don Cutlers are having their troubles, too. That's right. Don is a pilot for South Central Airlines, and their marriage is up in the air. Mrs. C is former Thrush, a lovely Iris Beechwood. Any inside information on gangland, Ed? I have a tip for the boys in blue, Liz. Racket sap Eddie Brockway is back on the streets again, a free man. None of us will rest until this mad dog, this mongrel-o-maniac, is behind bars once more. Are you listening, political R.J.? Are there any new hit songs or hit shows along the Rialto, Ed? Yes, a new Sarko musical called Meet Me in Pittsburgh. The first snipers couldn't stop clap plodding. The show is a happy blending of corn and old jokes. I counted 34 standees droppers on opening night. Definitely a cash smash. But didn't Meet Me in Pittsburgh close last night, Ed? Right. Even though the show was good, the cast had put on a demonstration that won't soon be forgotten in these parts. And what is your colorful description of Wall Street, Ed? The New York Stockyard, a place where millions of people change hands every day. I think you mean dollars, not hands, Ed. And today's wrap-up item, Ed Winch's gal secretary just became an unemployed dope. 30 for now. Hi, partners. I'm going to explain the difference between ordinary stereo phonographs and Columbia Stereo One. Listen to an oil well on ordinary stereo. Now listen to it on Columbia Stereo One. Man, there's a real thousand barrel a day sound. The difference is Columbia's stupendous stereo projection, not just a couple of speakers shooting in different directions. Columbia gives you the real thing, fills every inch of the room with all the sound and feeling of a live performance. And I mean a Texas-sized room. Man, ain't that the prettiest money-making sound? I, I mean, uh, get down to your Columbia phonograph dealer and ask. Demand to hear Stereo One by Columbia. Why, they start as low as $39.95 for portables, $129.95 for consoles. Somebody cap that well, we're losing a fortune. Some time ago, uh, we ran a contest in which each contestant 
had to write a letter explaining in 25 words or less why he or she would enjoy owning a German Shepherd puppy dog. Well, the response was overwhelming. And it kept our mailroom clerks busy for months. The winners were difficult to select. After a good deal of thought, our judges were finally able to choose three top winners, all of whom were sent German Shepherd puppies. The winners of the contest were Neil Deacon of Hartford, Connecticut, Mrs. May Hannafin of Cleaver Falls, Montana, and Charles Brody of Burbank, California. Well, just last week, we received a frantic call from the owner of the kennel which had supplied the German Shepherd puppies. He was full of remorse and guilt. He explained to us that he had made a once-in-a-lifetime mistake. He told us the German Shepherd puppies were not German Shepherd puppies at all, but baby wolves. Well, now, you can imagine our dismay when we heard that. Those wolves are a year and a half old by now. Our hearts here at the Bob and Ray Show go out to the three contest winners who have the wolves in their home. We hope the wolves haven't turned on the contest winners or members of their family. We also hope the wolves are being fed by our contest winners. Because wolves are notoriously bad actors when hungry. And we've been thinking that, uh, that and a lot of other negative things about the situation. So, all week long, we've been working on a plan designed to ease the burden of the contest winners. Here's what we've decided. We'd be perfectly willing to set out and visit each of our contest winners, accompanied by proper animal authorities, and remove the wolves from their homes. But, since the winners live at such widely scattered points as Connecticut, Montana, and California, such a trip is not feasible from a time standpoint. So, we decided to visit our contest winners at six-month intervals. And as yet, we haven't decided which city to visit first. So, in all fairness, we're asking each of you lucky contest winners to sit down and write a letter telling us... In 25 words or less... ...why you think the wolf should be removed from your home first. And we're even prepared to give you wolf owners a little help. Just finish this sentence. I'd rather not have a wolf in my home because... Now, ordinarily, we supply helpful clues in our 25 words or less contest. We don't feel that it's necessary in this case. That's right. You wolf owners know your household situations far better than we do. So we're not going to presume to suggest reasons why you'd rather not have a wolf around. Just have your letters in before midnight of November 31st. This time, we decided to overlook counting neatness as a factor. Realizing, uh, as we do, that any letters you write may have to be written on the run. And once again, we're sorry. So send in your letters soon. And we sincerely hope none of you contest winners has been inconvenienced. Now, Bob, we have an introduction here for you. We have a message from the watchmakers of Switzerland. Swiss vacation! Swiss vacation! Win a fabulous vacation for two in beautiful Switzerland. Enter the Swiss Vacation Contest. It's easy. Nothing to buy. Pick up a free entry blank at a jewelry store or other store that sells quality watches. Then in 25 words or less, complete this statement. A quality watch is the best value because there are 1,000 prizes. First prize, a 21-day vacation for two in Switzerland. You find a luxe Swiss Air both ways. Visit many colorful places. All expenses paid for two people, plus $500 extra spending money. Second, third, and fourth prizes. Fifteen-day Swiss vacations for two. 
Also, four mink stoves, eight Bolex movie cameras and projectors, 12 Hermes typewriters, 160 $100 watches, 812 gala assortments of Tobler Swiss chocolates. Enter the Swiss vacation contest today. Free entry blanks at your jewelry store. We have to move rapidly now if we're to call in the Bob and Ray Trophy train in Columbus, Ohio. Come in, please. Arthur Shrank. Hi, everybody. Arthur Shrank. We're in Columbus, Ohio. We're broadcasting through the facilities of WBNS here in the Buckeye Capitol and Richard A. Burrell, who runs this little uh, station. Well, it's not a little station. I mean, it's... Uh... Hi, everybody. This is Arthur Shrank. He runs a it's nice little It's a big ship. station, and don't forget it. It's a big Frank. station, and I'm not going to forget it in a long while. Here's Richard A. Burrell of WBNS Columbus. Take it away, Thank you very much. Uh, we don't have very much time. I've been uh, given a signal that we have less than a minute here, but I would like to uh, thank uh, you, Shrank, and to extend my thanks to Bob and Ray for sending their trophy train here to Columbus. Uh, uh, speaking for Bob and Ray. I wasn't finished uh, yet, Shrank. Uh, several of the uh, people who have examined all of the trophies and paid some of their hard-earned money for pictures of uh, the trophies have said that they doubt whether the sneakers, uh, which were supposed to be worn by Ray speaking in grammar school, were really his. Can you clear that up or not? for uh, Bob and Ray, Mr. Burrell, we want to thank you for those kind words. And, well, what uh, about the sneakers? They think they're facsimile sneakers. Well, I... Uh, I can't vouch for the authenticity of any of these. They don't uh, think when Ray was a little boy they were making sneakers that way. Well, uh, I don't know. I'll have to check with them. Uh, I do believe, though, that Bob and Ray certainly wouldn't perpetrate well, a fraud, all right, particularly the... on your great Buckeyes in Columbus. Well, the sneakers are the only fly in the ointment. Other than that, we've had a very enjoyable visit. Well, thank you. Let's well, 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 get off the train. Right. Time for us to go. Goodbye, trophy train. So long. Okay, Wallace. Take it away. Goodbye, goodbye. I wish you all a last goodbye. Thank you. Ah, we'll have a word from Eddie Fisher in just ten seconds. Now, as promised, a word from Eddie Fisher. I hope you'll play the record often, and please remember that every time you do, it'll be appreciated by yours truly, happy, downhearted Eddie Fisher. Thank you. <laughs> Until tomorrow, this is Ray Goulding reminding you to write if you get work. I'll be only reminding you to hang by your thumb. <laughs> <laughs> this is the CBS Radio Network. <laughs>